from the Philippine Legislators Committee on Population and Development. This is SKL, the UHD Podcast. SKL, the UHD Podcast is a podcast channel launched by PLCPD that aims to engage stakeholders in discussion about human development issues and how they affect our daily lives. Policy recommendations for addressing such issues will also be discussed and put forward in these episodes. Inaas na ng FIVOX ang alert level 4 sa Bulkang Taal. Ibig sabihin, maaring magkaroon ng delikadong pagsabog sa loob ng ilang oras o araw. Health officials in Calabarzon say a delay in vaccination caused the second confirmed case of polio in the country. 3,314 ang naitalang bagong kaso ng COVID-19 ngayong araw, kaya 164,474 na ang kabuang bilang sa Pilipinas. Lawmakers in the Philippines have rejected the renewal of a broadcast license for the country's top broadcaster, ABS-CBN. The media group employs 11,000 people and has an audience of tens of millions of people. Activists call the move a political vendetta by law. One of the most feared provisions of the anti-terrorism law is the warrantless arrests, which critics believe authorizes arrests on mere suspicion. You're now listening to the 10th episode of SKL, the UHD podcast, brought to you by the Philippine Legislators Committee on Population and Development. I'm Erin. And I'm Jillian. We are your advocacy officers at the Philippine Legislators Committee on Population and Development. And today, let's look back at the year 2020. Yes, Jillian, we have gone through a lot this 2020. Of all things that have happened this year, one of the biggest challenges is the COVID-19 pandemic. COVID-19 has moved a lot of sectors, even policy advocacy, to transition online. It was very challenging and different from what we used to do inside the halls of Congress. Our door-to-door sessions were moved to one-on-one Zoom calls with our legislators. Our face-to-face forums were moved online with experiences of participants even being present in one room and a lot of technical difficulties. All these were done to protect the health and safety of every Filipino under this public health crisis. Well, despite all of that, we still pushed through and reimagined policy advocacy. And this podcast is one of those efforts. The transition online has brought us to reimagine in-person trainings to half-day sessions for multiple days. We have offered even an online talk show series to continuously talk about human development that garnered various views from our fellow Filipinos. Let's get back to our focus for this episode. 2020 is in the midterm of the 18th Congress and we have a legislative agenda that we want to push through. We have key advocacy areas for human development, such as women's rights and sexual and reproductive health rights, children's rights, tobacco control, and rural development. 
All these are directed towards uplifting the lives of the Filipinos and expanding their choices. But all these were affected by the pandemic. Well, you were right, Jillian. That is why today we have our executive director with us, Mr. Rom Donguero, to expound on the impact of this year's challenges on policy advocacy. Comparing it, sir, with how we perform in any other context, do you think it was a good year for advocacy? Well, we all know that 2020 has been a very challenging year for PLCPD and for everyone else. COVID-19 has brought widespread suffering and has exposed vulnerable population to isolation, economic dislocation and poverty, violence and human rights violations. It exacerbates gender-based violence. Uh, and these things have been discussed over and over again you know, in, in the different platforms of PLCPD, including physical and sexual abuse of children. The longest lockdown policy has caused severe economic crisis and disrupted the delivery of basic services, social services. And this will have long-term impact in the quality of life of Filipinos, even long no, after the containment of the COVID-19 virus. PLCPD is a legislative advocacy organization, and our work is mainly networking with legislators and other stakeholders, the conduct of capacity building activities, forums, trainings. We do action research, network management, and these are mainly face-to-face -face communication. So the first quarantine order was imposed in March, covering the entire Luzon. Everything stopped, no? including our work. But PLCPD Secretariat it is multifaceted. Our long experience in policy advocacy and campaigns has enabled us to become highly flexible no? as an organization and innovative. It also helps that there are tech savvy among the members of the Secretariat, both from the management and the staff. And we can say that PLCPD is among the first NGOs that successfully transitioned its operations no? using the internet technology or the digital technology. When the lockdown started, no? the lockdown started in March, by mid-April or third week of April, we, are, we have started no, the UHD or the Usapang Human Development Series. But despite the continuing challenges in mobility and absence of face-to-face -face interaction, we did not rest. We persisted in our work and in our advocacies. We continue to monitor the movement of our priority agenda and attend committee hearings and TWG meetings. We work hand-in-hand no, -hand with our partners online no, to engage other sectors, other uh, organizations, our legislators. We created new platforms, as mentioned, no, using the digital technology, the UHT online talk show series, online training, podcast, and we organized high-impact creative activities, no, several high-impact activities, concerts, festival, online rallies. And while in the midst of the pandemic, PLCPD achieved gains in some of our priority agenda in Congress, midway in the 18th Congress, perhaps no? in the Congress, in, in the 18th Congress, the bills on the prevention of teenage pregnancy, prohibition of child marriage, increasing the age of the, to determine statutory rape, discussions on the issue of online sexual abuse and exploitation of children, inclusive education, administrative adoption, and the bill creating the Coco Levy Industry Trust Fund. These bills are all advancing in the legislative mill, no? in, in different levels. And if you, and if you look at this, uh, these developments, no? our trustees, our officers and members are the authors and movers of all these important measures. And I would like to point out as well that their movement is also a product of hard work of advocates, networks, and 
of uh, and civil society organizations and their partners in government. PLCPD, as the convener of the Child Rights Network, have have been relentless, no, in its various campaigns, actually, no, including uh, some of the uh, bills that uh, I mentioned earlier. And this highly successful coalition, no, CRN is behind the campaign for the law that will raise the age uh, to determine statutory rape in the country from 12 to below 16. And this is the same coalition that organized the very successful campaign to stop Congress to lower the minimum age of criminal responsibility during the 17th Congress. But I don't want to limit our discussion of the success of PLCPD in the advancement of these bills alone. No? Because that is not the entire story. For the rest of our legislative agenda, PLCPD was able to mobilize and continue to mobilize legislators, experts, civil society leaders, international development partners in various online platforms and activities inside Congress. No? We were able to facilitate their participation to the hearings that uh, were conducted both in the House of Representatives and in the Senate. In addition, we have also sustained no, and deepened our partnership with our supporters, no, despite the many limitations that we face due to the pandemic. Finally, the digital, the, the digital content, no, our resource no, during, the, during the pandemic, from all these online activities and other digital information materials that uh, were produced by PLCPD in the past nine months are so rich in terms of its content and creativity, which I believe is unparalleled no? and exceptional compared with other organizations within and outside our immediate networks. Well, I mentioned that aside from the advancement of the bills, we have contributed no, in deepening public uh, discussions on the, on the issues no, that are part of our legislative agenda. At gusto ko ipasok dito, I want to include the, the difficult no, advocacy that we are uh, working on uh, pagdating dito sa tobacco and, uh, and e-cigarettes and HTPs. No? In many uh, online activities that were organized both by PLCPD and our partners, we were able to articulate the needed amendments to the Tobacco Regulation Act of 2003 or RA 9211, which include, no? number one, 100% smoke-free public and enclosed spaces. No more indoor DSAs, no? that is our direction. Age restriction for buying and using cigarettes from 18 to 25. Removing the industry from the Interagency uh, Council on Tobacco and strengthening compliance with FCTC. And lastly, enforcing a ban on tobacco advertisement, promotion, and sponsorship. We are witness no, to, the, to what is happening uh, with the regulatory uh, framework that is being discussed in the House of Representatives on e-cigarettes. And we know how influential no, the tobacco industry in as far as having senior members of Congress, no, actually officers of Congress, as their uh, supporters. No. But we, we continue, no, we continue to, to explain the needed reforms no, because there are already uh, laws which have progressive provisions and we don't want to reverse the gains of, our, of these efforts both by Congress and the executive. No? So what, what do we uh, uh, intend to do uh, further no? on this issue, on the regulation of e-cigarettes and HTP? FDA, we want FDA as the regu regulatory body and regulation of these products as hazardous substance. And we know for a fact that 
FDA is being singled out no? and it's being harassed, no? not only by uh, industry, by the industry and their uh, partner consumer groups, but also coming from Congress. No? Several legislators, two legislators, in fact, have uh, filed a resolution no? questioning FDA for receiving uh, grants from organizations no? that are active on reducing the risk no and in fact saving children no uh, to access uh, e-cigarettes because it is bad for them and also for cigarettes no? so we want to to restrict the age no to access these products and ban on flavors and these issues is uh, quite will be will be prominent in the next i think uh, after uh, in, in the early part of 2021 no? and we will discuss that further uh, later in, in, the, in the discussion. So the advocacy for policy reform takes time to, to bear fruit and we are aware of that. No? We in the PLCPD, because we've, we've gone through with many advocacies no? and campaigns and there has to be a combination of elements for an advocacy initiative to become successful. You need a network of like-minded individuals who are skilled in the art and science of policy advocacy and are willing to devote time for the campaign. Of course, you need policy champions and we must cultivate allies, allies in the committee and staff of legislators. And we have them no? in, in the different relevant committees no? in relation to our advocacies. Advocacy skills in policy analysis, message and content development, stakeholders analysis and political mapping, and fundraising are essential in advocacy and campaigns. The, su the success of a legislative campaign can't happen overnight and through the effort of some individual experts. PLCPD believe that any attempt to introduce a law or block a measure is in itself a process that requires time to be thoroughly discussed by different stakeholders, including the very important participation of the affected and vulnerable population. A policy reform should not be a work of individual legislators and experts. It must be able to harness the participation of various sectors and their organizations, because ultimately it is them who will benefit or suffer from the implementation and consequences of a new law or a new policy. Back to you. Wow, sir. We really have gone through a lot this 2020. And you are right that policy reform is truly a process. So this year, despite all the barriers, we still just continue with that process, especially having a wide reach when it comes to policy advocacy. The pandemic did not really stop us from advocating and continue moving for the reforms, um, especially with difficult areas like tobacco control. Um, so, sir, 2021 is just a few weeks away, and we still have a lot that we want to push for. We are approaching the third regular session, and also election season is just around the corner. Yes, election seasons. Today's episode is called Fast Forward, Fearless Forecast of 2021. Well, let's go big and farther. What are your thoughts for 2021? And what are the possible barriers for the next year and emergent issues of human development for 2021? The, the year 2021 and even for, the, for 2022, which will be the first year of a new administration, 
will be very difficult for 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 Filipinos and our government. No? The pandemic and lockdown policies have reversed the many gains that we achieved in human development, maternal and child health, sexual and reproductive health and rights, and in the elimination of violence and abuse of women and children. Because we all know that the economy was badly hit by the pandemic and lockdowns, and millions of workers have lost their jobs. Women and children and, and the elderly are disproportionately affected by, by the pandemic no? as poverty level increases and rising cases of violence occurred inside their homes. COVID-19 pandemic has disrupted family planning and maternal newborn health services. A study by the University of the Philippines Population Institute and the United Nations Population Fund made the study you know, on the impact of the pandemic and lockdown on women and girls revealed alarming results and projections. We all know that the pandemic affected the delivery and access to essential family planning and maternal, newborn, and child health services and other important services for the prevention of violence and abuse of women and children. Similarly, access to modern contraception has been facing challenges. No? Before the pandemic, our maternal mortality rate is 2,600 women dying every year because of pregnancy or childbirth complications. This is projected to increase by 26% or up to 670 additional deaths compared to 2019. Unmet need on family planning for women of reproductive age, 15 to 49 years of age, can also increase by another 2.07 million by the end of 2020, a 67% increase from 2019. On unintended pregnancies in 2020 may reach 2.56 million, 751,000 more than last year or 42% increase. The study further reported that teenage pregnancy in the country may also increase up to 18,000 as more Filipino teenagers will get pregnant because of indirect effects of COVID-19. Finally, intimate partner violence is also expected to increase according to the study because children and women are stuck with their abusers at home. The study estimates a 20% increase in intimate partner violence, both physical and sexual, compared to 2019. So the impact of these problems will be felt next year and in the succeeding years because surely this will burden our health and social protection systems as demand will increase no? uh, for services on sexual, reproductive health and rights, gender-based gender violence, maternal and child health, and economic support no? because of the crisis. The political landscape and election fever, as uh, you've mentioned, will shift to full throttle starting the second half of 2021. I think we all know that uh, the budget deliberation in, uh, in 2021 will be highly contested and uh, controversial as more legislators will try to get bigger budget for their districts because... Uh, they need it. They, they need funding for their projects because more projects in their district would translate to votes no? for, their, uh, for their candidacy. I always say that 2021 would be very short in as far as advocacy, in as far as our priority measures and engaging Congress on our priority agenda is concerned. I believe that the first quarter of 2021 would be critical. This will be the 
the window of opportunity for advocates to really push hard no, for our agenda, for our bills, and continue to the momentum that was established during 2020. We would like to see that these bills who have already advanced, no, that already advanced in, 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 in 2020, to advance more or to be enacted within the first quarter of 2021. So what are the potential? Uh, what are the potential as well as other developments that we need to have a full handle to pursue our legislative agenda, including the short and long-term objectives of PLCPD? So number one is mainstreaming our agenda in the election campaign, which will probably start in the last quarter because that's also the time when politicians will, candidates will uh, uh, file their uh, candidacy. No? We, have, uh, we have the I change campaign no? as our main, uh, main vehicle no? when, when engaging in electoral campaign to uh, mainstream our priority issues and expand our support for candidates no? running in the election to the point that we, we, we would support, I think, no? Uh, candidates who are progressive, who who have the who has the track record, no, in, in the priority measures that we are uh, that we are that are part, no, of our agenda. In previous I change campaign, we were able to to broaden no public discourse on rural development, on reproductive health, on uh, adolescents' reproductive health, on HIV and AIDS, on gender equality on the protection of environment and climate change and others. No? So I guess we will, we will have to do it again no? for this election in 2022. Number two is the Mandana's ruling. There have been several discussions already on this. One, the last uh, discussion that we organized was just yesterday, no? where our partners also mentioned the importance of uh, looking at how Mandana's ruling will affect the distribution of uh, resources of the government to be able to provide more funding for local government for their for their programs no for their projects for their services to their constituents and so plcpd has to prepare for this plcpd need to work with our local government lgu partners no and there are several provinces where we've had uh, close partnerships with close partnership with, no, including uh, the provincial governments and some municipalities in Palawan, in Cebu, in, in the north, no, we have uh, partners in Baguio City, in Benguet, in uh, Ifugao, no, and many others. And we need to we need to go back to them, no, and try to work with them uh, to the point of perhaps introducing or organizing capacity building activities for them to, to be able to, to prepare for their bigger responsibility in terms of how they will fund services and programs of their, their LGUs. No? Because we need to, in, to ensure that there will be increase in funding for or expand services no? for family planning and reproductive health and gender-based violence, maternal and child health, no? including poverty alleviation. So that's number two. Number three is strengthen our link with human rights organizations to contribute in ensuring rule of law, making the democratic institutions and processes truly responsive to the needs of the people. Especially now that uh, the country was tremendously affected no, by the pandemic. So economic crisis is, is here. No? 
and it will happen uh, next year. It will continue to happen next year. No, it it affected the vulnerable sectors, including, uh, of course, women and children. And we also, I think, this uh, strengthening our presence in human rights in HR work will also, especially at this period, will add to the to the bigger campaign of ensuring that the election of 2022 will be free and honest. So this also goes hand in hand with, with number one, which is our preparation for the mainstreaming of our issues in the election through the iChange campaign. Lastly, number four, which is number four in my list, is vaccines for all. We need to add our voices to demand from the government to prioritize poor Filipinos, no? the vulnerable population, and that they should be prioritized for, for the vaccines no? against COVID-19. And, and for all Filipinos, in fact, no? but, but we need to ensure that the poor and the vulnerable population are prioritized. No? So these four are, I think, uh, shall we say, in my wish list no? uh, for next year. Back to you. Yes, sir. Um, it looks like 2021 will continue to become a challenge, maybe even harder for all of us, as we experience the impact of these problems brought upon by the lockdown. So just to clarify from what you mentioned, sir, on teenage pregnancy, it will actually have 18,000 additional teenage pregnancy cases on top of the 200,000 cases that we get increased annually with having a total of more than 210 cases of teenage pregnancies for 2021 in a shorter time frame with the upcoming election season. Despite these barriers, there are still a lot of lessons and gains. From our experience this year, we have come a long way and have had a lot of successful activities for our advocacies. For this naman, what are the takeaways from 2020 that we can bring in 2021? Thank you, Jillian. Um, there are several takeaways no, in my mind for PLCPD. Number one is decisiveness, resilience, and the will to survive. PLCPD is a 31-year-old organization. As an organization of legislators, PLCPD has been through a lot. No? It has survived four presidencies, and we are trying to survive <laughs> the current administration. No? <laughs> Uh, many political upheavals happen no, along the way. The leadership, including leadership squabble, squabbles in the, in the legislature. There have been quite a number of internal and organizational changes, even no, internally in the secretariat. As I've mentioned earlier, PLCPD through the years has strengthened its various operational as well as organizational processes to be able to adapt no, to changing situations and political environment. Well, no one has ever imagined what COVID-19 no, will uh, impact our country and the organization. PLCPD was able to bounce back immediately after the onset of the pandemic. Well, the announcement of the lockdown was first uh, made by the president in March. No? After a month, perhaps last week, or if I can still remember right, last week of April, we, all, we all already launched the Usapang Human Development Series. We started with the, with the development of protocols and guidelines on health and safety and work from home, uh, including work from home arrangement. We are, I think, the first among the different organizations that was able to produce a document you know, like this. 
and we transition no? our activities to digital platforms. We were successful on that. So yung creativity and flexibility are great characteristics of the Secretariat. And we have to acknowledge the good mix of talents and skills of the current composition of the PLCPD Secretariat to be able to adapt during the time of COVID-19. Number two in, in my list of takeaways is the ground advocacy, grounded advocacy. No? PLCPD's brand of advocacy is not entirely based on personality. We don't subscribe to the idea that individual experts and legislators alone can bring an important policy change for the people. We believe in inclusivity and public participation in our advocacy. We believe in transformative relationship building with legislators and partners as opposed to transactional relationship and the narrow view of project-based collaboration. Legislation is a function of Congress, and we all know that, but Section 1, Article 2 of the 1987 Philippine Constitution also declared that sovereignty resides in the people and all government authority resides from them. Let us not forget that law enforcement is a public good. And since PLCPD's LA no, pursues, or legislative agenda pursues rights-based legislation, on human development. We strongly believe that the whole process of legislation and advocacy must provide the space and must ensure the participation of the affected and vulnerable population. We are also aware that our policy champions would like to see warm bodies and the constituents voicing their position on our campaigns. And this I would like to emphasize and I would like to refer the current difficulty of, of PLCPD and our network that are working for policy reform on, on e-cigarettes, HTPs, and tobacco control. We know how powerful the lobby of uh, big tobacco companies is. We can see that even senior members of Congress are supportive, no? are towing the line, actually of, of, of uh, the lobbyists uh, from, from tobacco companies. And personally, I've witnessed this. No? And I think this is posed a challenge to PLCPT and to the networks no? that are uh, advocating for policy reform on tobacco control. We need to strengthen. No? We need to be more grounded. We need to encourage the participation of communities, people who are affected, the members of, of the smoke-free movement must come in no? and join the advocacy so that legislators would, would think twice no? because they will see public support. They will see faces of, of communities, their constituents. So that's how important I think uh, uh, networking and, and ensuring that our advocacy is always grounded. With the pandemic, PLCPD has maintained and pursue the participation of affected sectors in various online activities. And we intended to strengthen our collaboration with our partners in the different regions as we pursue our priority measures in Congress. Finally, my takeaway for 2020 is for PLCPD to be able to fully grasp the long-term impact of the pandemic on how, how we do things, no? including our approaches in advocacy the tools that we use, the strategies that we employ to achieve our tactical and strategic objectives and mission. A new operational framework and policies must be developed by PLCPD 
using the advancement of ICT or the information communication technology as a backbone of our operation. COVID-19 will not be the last. Despite its massive negative impact, the pandemic taught us, it provided us no, the opportunity to reflect on our internal capacities and procedures. And because we were able to identify certain innovations, no, we've made some, some successful innovations that can be sustained in the, in the new normal. I am certain no, that PLCPD Secretariat will invest in building our internal digital capacity. We will invest more on technology, including the needed tools and software starting next year. We actually started the investment in the establishment of the UMDEV Online Linking and Learning Hub, where you can find all the online digital platforms for advocacy that PLCPD organized and launched during the pandemic. And we will see to it that this initiative will be sustained and further developed in the years to come. Back to you. Wow, with everything that you said, uh, sir, um, um, I can't help but be excited for 2021. Now, we're very much near to the end of our episode, but ending on a positive note, sir, resolutions are a tradition for every new year. So if PLCPD could have a new year's resolution, what would it be? Message for 2021. Hindi ako dito. I continue to believe that PLCPD is a success story. We have reached 31 years of our existence as an NGO progressive policymakers. We continue to shine and lead. Our progressive champions are leaders and authors of landmark laws. They are the movers of current initiatives in Congress to pave the way for new laws that will protect the rights and well-being of women, children, the elderly, and the vulnerable sectors in our society. And we continue to enjoy the support of our longtime partners, UNICEF, UNFPA, Oxfam Filipinas, CTFK, We Effect, Popcom, Department of Health, DSWD, NEDA, PCW, the Asian Population Development Association based in, in Tokyo, the Asian Forum of Parliamentarians on Population and Development, also based now in Tokyo and our partners in Europe, at sa lahat ng ating mga LGU and civil society partners. And I believe that the reasons for this enduring partnership is that PLCPD Secretariat played the game fairly. We are aggressive and decisive, but we don't step on others' foot. We don't misrepresent. We are respectful to others, both to our partners and principals. We are humble with our victories, and most of all, we are transparent with our partners and we should maintain these core values because these are the reasons why we are still afloat and continue to survive despite all challenges that we continue to face as an organization. Marahil panghuli nais kong magpasalamat sa ating board of trustees at sa ating mga members, sa ating mga partners and supporters at sa bumubuo ng sekretarya para sa isang taon ng napakalaki at maraming pagsubok at sa patuloy na pagpupunyagi at pakikibaka para sa kagalingan at karapatan ng mga Pilipino. I am continuously honored and inspired by the passion and commitment especially of our chairs in Congress, Senator Riza Ontiveros, Representative Malua Costa Alba, and Kong Edsel Agman, 
who our who are our leaders and to my colleagues in the secretariat the management and staff my deepest appreciation for your perseverance and sacrifices in the service of the Filipino people. Padayon. Thank you very much, Sir Rom, for spending your time with us today and helping our listeners look forward to 2021. That was really something. 2021 is so close and very much within our reach. Even as we continue to live under this pandemic, we remain hopeful. There are still many so many lives to fight for as we continue to push for our advocacy of human development. Yes, Erin, because all of us are stronger than this pandemic. We have multiple campaigns to advocate for and we will continue. Ika nga ni Sir Padayon, di ba? So to know yeah. more about our campaigns and to weigh in on different conversations of PLCPD's advocacy, Follow our page, PLCPD, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at PLCPD1989 and use the hashtag, hashtag Usapang Human Development. Um, Merry Christmas to all of us. This is Jillian Garcia. And this is Erin Flores. We wish all of you a happy, prosperous 2021. And we'll see all of you next year as you join us again in the next episode of SKL, the UHD podcast. Sangalan ng katangan, ihahayag pangarap at mithi ng bayan ko may luhat pigha.